1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And we've got an episode that I'm really excited about this Me week. Me too. This is going to be fun. It's I, something that I think both of us have obsessed over at some point Absolutely. In our lives. Definitely have bonded over. I feel like
0: if you are a millennial, yeah. you have most likely
1: seen an episode of Friends or you are obsessed with it. I started watching Friends when I was I would say like 12 years old and I was on a vacation and a friend showed it to me and I was like this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life and my mom bought me like the first season like best of the first season so it was like 10 episodes and I watched it over and over and over and over again and then I eventually had the entire DVD set and my- I'd seen all the bloopers. I'd seen every... Like, I was like... I watched it every day for probably, like, seven or eight years straight. And the first season is not even the best one. No, but it's all <laughs> I had. It was, and, that was, and those were the ones that I watched on my trip. So... But, like, in the morning getting ready for school, on in the background when I was doing homework, and before I went to bed, it was literally on a constant loop at my house. I just always had it on in the background. So I've seen every episode so many times. So have I. So have I. I've definitely watched the entire
0: series from start to finish. Um... I lost count of how many times Uh, I've watched it from start to finish. My
1: friend Josh and I would do, like, a competition as to who would mess up the line first. Like, (laughs) we would recite the episode along with the episode and then see who would mess up first. But that was just in my adult life because actually growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch Friends. Yeah, Yeah. I had a lot of friends that weren't allowed. And by the time I was 12, my mom was like, yeah, whatever. But I think that I was kind of shielded from it when I was younger a little bit. Yeah, I mean,
0: I definitely had I had a TV in my bedroom, so when Friends reruns were on, I would like sneak watch a few of them. But I definitely yeah. wasn't into the series until I became an adult. Yeah,
1: and really started watching them. I remember I watched the finale. I think that was the first episode I ever watched because I remember my mom had like a jewelry show where she was out or something, so she was like. <gasps> (gasps) watch it for me, because this is at a time we'd have to wait for it to be played again. So I remember watching it and telling her about it. Yeah, But that was the only episode I'd ever seen was the very last one. It was a really, really big
0: deal, too. Like, when Friends ended, it was a huge deal. It was
1: huge. Yeah, it was
0: the end of a phenomenon. Although I'm finding now that with a lot of millennials, um, it's kind of like a... I've heard on more than one occasion several millennials kind of brag about not liking Friends it's the or not watching thing. it. It's yeah. like, it's like the, oh,
1: I was too cool for that.
0: Or just like, oh, I don't even think it's that funny or it's not that revolutionary well, or I
1: don't, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why it was as popular as it was. Okay. You know? That's your, that's your choice. Don't, put other people down because of it. Right, yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, it's interesting now because with Netflix they have the entire catalog of all of the Friends episodes and it's kind of been brought into Generation Z a little bit. And Generation Z is watching it and they're saying how the hell did this stuff make it onto well, the air? Yeah, it because there was a lot of problematic It is things. not
0: aging well at all. No. Like, friend, and I love Friends. Sitcoms I still, typically don't. I still watch Friends. Like, I watch Friends, like, every night almost still. Yeah. Like, I watch Friends and I watch Seinfeld all because the time. Because it's comforting. Yeah, it's comforting, it's yeah. easy, and both of those shows are incredibly problematic. Like, oh, yeah.
1: They're... There's so much in there that you're just like, God, that would not fly now. Yeah, a lot of the sitcoms from like, just gonna name a few that I watch over and over again: Friends, Everybody Loves Raymond, How I Met Your Mother, um, Golden Girls.
0: Bad one. That's
1: really bad. Yeah. Even even Golden Girls, as progressive as it is at times, there are also things like language that's used, especially that you wouldn't use now. Right. I mean, so, and so much of this is just like different times, but that yes. doesn't necessarily mean they get a pass on these things. No, and it's we definitely we need to acknowledge, to, to be aware of. Yes. Yeah, totally. Like
0: moving forward.
1: So should we talk about? We're gonna, so now we're gonna shit on it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and okay, again, I feel like this.
0: Is worth saying. Anytime we're talking about a problematic fave, you can still like it. You of can course. still watch it. It's not like we're saying that Friends is a terrible, evil show. No. And you need to withhold from that because listen, nobody has the energy to cut out everything in your life. That, I would. That's problematic. I at would all. consume no media. You would consume no media. You would wear no clothes because yeah. all fast fashion is, or cheap fashion, yeah. is deeply problematic. Yep. You know, like, you would not have an iPhone. You, yeah.
1: You would not drive, you know, certain cars. Like It's just like... But it's still, I feel it's still important to investigate. Like, Absolutely. when we talked about Taylor Swift and John Lennon, it's important to understand everything, at least for me it is. Like, I want to know everything that's going on and then make an informed decision right. as to whether or not I want to participate in something. Right. Whether it be purchasing, you know, a phone or whether it be watching a certain TV show right. or listening to music. Because there
0: are things that you can make decisions about and cut out and that's up
1: to you. And there can be know? specific things, too, that you know you're sensitive to and even if you like the show Friends, but the fat shaming of Monica maybe really bothers right. skip you. So you skip it. You know? Yeah, exactly. So what I actually wanted to start with was the homophobia. Because I feel like we start off that show right away with right. some homophobia. Yes. Because the first episode, Ross is meeting with his ex-wife, Carol, who is a lesbian. And she tells him that she's pregnant. So that kind of spurs... Uh, him talking about his relationship with Carol and a line that I wrote for season one that was problematic just in this instance was, this was Carol's favorite beer. She always drank it straight from the can. I should have known.
0: Yeah. You know, it was... I mean, it's not
1: that that's like, oh my God, a horrible, you know. But it's
0: a running joke Throughout the series. Yeah. I mean, and not just from Ross. It's a running joke throughout the series for all of the characters to poke fun. I mean, at one point, Rachel can't remember Carol's last name. Yeah, so she just says Carol lesbian. Lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... It's one of those things that's kind of like, yeah, it's not... None of this, or almost none of this that we talk about is going to be the worst thing ever. Yeah.
1: But it's just one of those things that's like, ooh. Well, and the thing that I do like about Carol and Susan's relationship is the episode with the wedding. Oh, yes. Ross coming to terms with it. Like, the really sweet relationship that they created throughout the series. Right, I mean... Um, But their relationship still is a butt of jokes, and it's not taken as seriously as... Uh, heterosexual relationship right. I mean, on the show. Are... Amongst amongst the other
0: friends. I feel like the writers actually did do a good job and in this way it was really progressive that Carol and Susan their own relationship was really quite normal and in fact far more successful than and any other and they and, fought and stayed
1: together and they supported each other and they they right. co-parented the, and Susan you know.
0: is exhausted with Carol for always like babying Ross or whenever Ross and Rachel break up yeah, and he but comes Susan over. is made to
1: look like a villain half the time where I, I mean, love Susan I feel like I feel like it could be looked at that way. I never looked at her as a villain, ever. See, I was like, why are they trying to make me hate her? I never That's felt how I that. Felt. I just
0: felt like she was... Kind of they I do what I do feel like is what they were trying to make her kind of like a stereotypical quote unquote lesbian where she was like,
1: at times tougher. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: think she was like acutely aware of how everyone else perceived her lesbianism, but completely yeah. unapologetic about that. Yes. And so that's something that I, I'll give the Friends writers. Yes, you know,
1: I'll give them that. So uh, there's a few more things before we get to what I see as the most problematic homophobic. Uh, issue so Chandler throughout the series is also very also paranoid that people thought he was gay well you know Chandler the story arc. Chandler
0: was written to be a to gay be man gay yeah at first and then after they cast Matthew Perry and you know kind of saw the vibe of of all of them together they changed their mind yeah
1: on that. so but it, it is at times kind of like a Thing for him that he always seems hyper aware of his masculinity or lack thereof, like when he has the Annie soundtrack and he's like, "The sun will come out tomorrow," and they look, he's like, "There'll be sun." Like he lowers his voice and tries to seem more like manly. Like he's very aware that people are judging him, for having what could be a gay personality. There's a lot
0: of toxic masculinity and fragile masculinity in this show, yeah, a ton, and sometimes. Most of the time, Chandler's on the receiving end of that, but sometimes he's on the on the other side of that. Like yeah. there's the episode where Joey has um, his purse, essentially, like his handbag, his shoulder yeah, bag, yeah. and he's like, I like this shoulder bag, and people yeah. poke fun at, at at that, or the episode yeah. where Chandler or,
1: walks in on him knitting. And he's knitting, and then and Ross says, Hi, is Josephine. putting on, yeah. and then Ross is putting on makeup, and he's like, where are all the men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's like but a But I of think that. that's internalized, like, insecurity, because there happens, he has been the butt of jokes so much, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know with Chandler. I mean, I don't I don't know how much leeway I'm willing to give. No, I completely but agree. But, I'm, but I mean, like, I feel like in life when somebody acts that way, it's because... But they're all like that. Like, yeah. all of them are like well, that. Well, and then do you remember when um, Ross and Monica and Chandler are, like, telling each other's secrets? Right, yes. And Ross mentions that he, like, kissed a guy. And that's, like, the biggest, like... Whatever, you dude. Kissed you a, kissed a man. You kissed yeah. a guy. Whatever, dude. You kissed a guy. And Monica, you kissed a guy. And it's, like... The Biggest thing in the world yet when Rachel made out with her roommate in college, it, was it was hot and hot. sexy. Yeah. yeah, oh, the coconuts knocking together and blah blah blah. So it's definitely like that male gaze, uh, toxic masculinity gendered, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, the big thing for me is actually I would say very much transphobia when we talk about Chandler's dad, Charles. Yeah, there's a lot of things in that show uh, that treat that character horribly and I heard an interview with the actor with the actress lately that said that she was treated horribly on the set right so the actress is Kathleen Turner love her I couldn't uh, think of the name who I do love
0: yeah I do love Kathleen Turner and I always wondered about that what that must have felt like with her appearance because that's what she looks like. I mean, they, right. they they did things to make her look more like a quote-unquote drag queen. She felt
1: more and more like an outsider rather than mentioning the character from what I read. Right, but, but that character was definitely a novelty
0: and yes. was at the butt of jokes. They did a few things that I feel like they tried to be inclusive in watching Chandler because no one's saying that it wouldn't be a difficult thing to deal with, you know, so I feel like they did a good job of, of trying to get Chandler to deal with that yeah. when inviting him to their wedding and all of that stuff. But
1: it still just There didn't was still feel... a lot of jokes, you know, don't you have a little bit too much penis to be wearing a dress like that? Yeah, you know, no, it was of just course. Kind of... Like
0: from the mother character is problematic in a whole different yeah. way.
1: Yeah, um, But I, yeah, there was just a lot of times in that show where I feel like it could have been a really amazing... Character arc for, I mean, there and there was a great arc for Chandler and his dad, but I, in today's day and age, I wonder what could have happened um, with their character development and their relationship. Right, the and, show. It, and
0: it was always very unclear. Like they never, they, they never, never said, called
1: him transgender. Right, it, it's very, it's or, kind of a
0: difficult thing to talk about because it was never addressed as to whether or not this was just a drag queen yeah. or someone who was actually transgender. Right. But any time Chandler's dad appeared in public, whether it be at the wedding um, or just in general in life, he was always
1: dressed in drag. Yeah. But I love when they're walking down the aisle and Chandler tells his mom, you look beautiful, mom. And then his dad, like, and he's like, you look beautiful too, dad. Yeah. That's a really sweet moment. You see
0: Chandler really, like, coming to terms with that. And Monica really helped – him do that. Yeah. So that was kind of a, that's kind of a nice thing. Yeah. So
1: while there was butt of jokes where, you know, if I was somebody dealing with my gender identity that I maybe wouldn't feel, uh, the most seen with those jokes and I would probably, it would probably hurt. Absolutely. But, um, you know, again, for the time being, it probably was pretty progressive. (laughs) I know, but I mean, that's so much of this is difficult
0: to talk about because, it still sucks. Like it still. Oh bad, no! It doesn't you know? excuse it. Yeah, but it's. But you can tell that for the time you, they totally were patting themselves on the back. Like, oh yeah, aren't we so progressive yeah. for even having this conversation at all?
1: Have you heard about the like warning that Warner Brothers puts in front of their like old cartoons now? No, There's like a thing that basically is like a racism warning before showing old cartoons like Tom and Jerry. Like, I am not This is surprised. a thing of the times, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's like, we understand your sentiment, but also like, maybe just don't show those episodes. Like, maybe we need yeah. to just... I mean, I don't know. Again, like, I think it's kind of a fine line, too, because when they
0: did that with Fantasia... And they cut out an entire portion of Fantasia that was racist, and then just never didn't talk about it, and just I feel like we need to understand. But I feel like we do need to not sweep this under the rug and let right, but we need to understand that it it. is racist, right? Which which is why Warner Brothers put a warning in the front of it. So I, I don't know, I don't know where I stand on that because. I feel like we cannot show. While it's painful to see, as as a person of color, it's painful to see it, um, and it hurts. and It makes you question whether or not you want. But to you support also that don't stat. want another generation to think that it's okay. You or d- to get used to something and like you, that. But you want them to know that that was something that happened. True. Right. Like we can't just like forget that that's. That was normal for, you know, your yeah. great grandparents had to watch these com- these cartoons. Like that yeah. was all they had and
1: that's how they saw themselves and it's part of your history, that's you true. know. Yeah, I wonder if it could be more in, like, a controlled setting, but, you know, not every parent is going to do that. I right, know. That's yeah. Interesting. I know, I know That's an mean. interesting it's, thing to think it's about, It's a difficult, though. like, kind of debate. Yeah. So let's go kind of back on the part where we were talking about, like, Joey with the purse and things like that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about gender norms in the show and how yeah. uh, they uh, showed a lot of problematic sides. Of that so we can talk. Let's talk a little bit about Joey's purse, and let's also talk a little bit about how Joey is sometimes perceived as feminine, making his home more girly for his roommate Janine. He does that commercial for like the lipstick for men, and he he really likes his man purse to the point right. even where you know he wears it for an audition, and they're like, "Can you do it again without the purse?" And he's like, "No, this is my bag. It's yeah, my I bag. I love this bag, and I I love that episode so much. Joey to me." As sexist as he can be, there's a childlike, uh, just wonder about him. Right. Of course, where he sees things so simply. That's right. Where the he's thing. always the first person to be willing to try something. Yeah. Without worrying about what other people are gonna say. Yeah. That's the thing
0: about all of these characters is they have qualities that are really, really endearing. Which yeah. is what has made this series so successful. Like what has yeah. made this series so successful are the characters and their relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Um and I always loved Joey. I loved Joey
1: growing up. Yeah. But I'm sure we will get to some of the things that he did that were... Oh, yeah. He was... incredibly problematic. He was not perfect. But I remember the episode where Chandler and Ross are freaking out about the breast milk. Yeah. And he's like, I'll try it. Yeah. You know what I mean? To me, that's a good example of, like... It's more open where in Where he ways. may be very closed minded about certain things. He does have, like, a a wonder and a curiosity. And well, I think it's
0: that child, like quality that might be what gets him in trouble could be a lot of the time because yeah. a lot of the way that he relates to women i feel like is a very teenager yeah way of, it's very madonna into his, whore kind into of. his 30s he's yeah. still kind of treating women the way that you would treat them in right high. out of high school you yeah. know what i mean
1: like i i agree um if we want to talk more about ross and uh, or about Joey when Ross and Joey take the nap together oh yes and they like freak out there's can't a talk little bit of homophobia it. there yeah and then also it's the whole thing where like they have that whole montage of Joey and Chandler hugging and they're like we do this too much Oh yeah ooh, we need ooh, to stop ooh. we need to stop or
0: when they'd be hugging and someone would walk in and they'd be like oh we're not doing anything yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah which
1: at, the, at one point it's like oh guys really do can have those loving relationships for one another but at the same time you shouldn't be you shouldn't feel sorry Right. Right. I mean, and again,
0: I think that the show was really trying to do something a little progressive, and yeah, like men have these really close, loving relationships. Yeah. But at the same time, no homo. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for real.
1: Yeah. And then uh, a big one that gets brought up a lot in a lot of the articles that I read were it's that Ross didn't like that Ben played with Barbie. Oh yes. I read a ton of articles too, and that
0: was that's always like the first one. And um. (laughs) Which it's a little surprising given all the other problematic things on that show. Um, so basically, what happens is Carol and Susan bring Ben over for his time with with Ross, uh-huh. and Ben has a new toy, and his new toy is a Barbie doll. It's Barbie, and Ross
1: freaks the fuck. How- Why? Why does my boy have a Barbie? Yeah. What what does Susan say? She's like, "Are you afraid he'll grow up to be in politics?" Was that what she said? I don't remember what something like that. But he also definitely like demonized.
0: Carol and Susan, but for like poisoning their son yeah. against him. Yeah, I like love all because the, he plays with Barbie dolls. This,
1: this is the episode where Rachel or where Joey does that commercial with the easy pour milk spout. Oh yeah, yeah. And Rachel's like, "Why don't you just let your son play with this doll?" Sticks the spout into the milk carton <laughs> like it's yeah, just... yeah, yeah. But it's true. They all kind of everybody else is kind of like, "So what?" And he's like, Gee, I Joe, yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, this is cooler. And, and I remember growing up as a kid
0: during that time period in the 90s was really the first time that I had ever well of course I was a kid but it was it's the first time that I can ever remember in mainstream culture having the conversation about boys playing with baby dolls or Barbie
1: dolls or traditionally girl yeah Toys. Well, what comes out at the end of that episode that Ross used to dress up as a girl with Monica and have tea parties and pretend to be a what was what was the girl's the she was in it was a great name yeah, and I can't, I can't remember what it is either. it was oh um I M D I or B I drink tea oh that's Why don't right you dance around with me and it's like and that's a really normal thing for kids to explore like different. Well, also later on, the um
0: the their mother, remember? I think she's talking to Rachel where she yes. says he used to tuck, tuck his, penis his Willy between, between his, legs. his legs and say, "Mommy, I'm a girl. Bring me with you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think maybe some of that is is internalized well, in a way, I, in the way that he reflects on, yeah. on his children. And um honestly,
1: all of that is completely
0: normal. All for of kids. it is so normal. <laughs> every every kid like experiments with that sort of thing yes, every that's, kid does. so normal. Yeah.
1: So, there's that and then uh, the big one for me that always pissed me off was the male nanny. Oh yeah. That she one was fucked up. Went ballistic. Yeah. Ross to me, I'm just going to say this flat out, is the most problematic person on this show. He treats people like shit. He is not like considered of other like cultures and nationalities he's not considered of, of other people's beliefs i have a whole like ross list yeah no ross is
0: definitely really problematic i think every character on this show is problematic it is but
1: i just, ross for me just yeah i know he grates on you he grinds your gears oh i could yeah. just i have i literally have a whole list that i no, would love I know. to read I, at some like, point. ross is
0: absolutely super problematic um I think this Nawa. episode
1: like just he's like are you gay with like, Freddie in Prinze interview Jr., right? Yeah, just in yeah. the interview, they're like talking to him and he's like, yeah, I have a, a degree and blah, blah, blah. And like, he's this great candidate. And Ross just goes are you gay? Yeah, so you're a guy who's a nanny. Yeah. Yeah, are you gay? Yeah, Yeah. and Rachel's like, what the fuck? And he's like, he cooks these amazing cookies and he does puppet shows and, like, is the best nanny ever. Here's the thing with Russ. I think that a lot of his issues
0: stem from deep insecurity. He's, He's super insecure and having this like man in his house. Like he doesn't even see the gendered double standard uh, Yeah. because then they go on to hire a really hot nanny who's yeah. a girl.
1: And who turns out and, to be a lesbian. And you don't
0: understand that like you feel threatened by having a man in your house, a good looking man, Freddie Prince Jr. in your house, right? Like you feel threatened by that, but you don't see that it's it's the exact same thing. Right. Whenever but you hire a super hot gender, female nanny.
1: But it's gender yeah. norms to super. have a female. Yeah, of course nanny. You know what I mean? And um, let's start talking about some sexism. This first one that I found was interesting is something that I never really thought about and as an adult, this is really problematic to me, how Rachel hires Tag because she finds him attractive. Oh, that has always
0: bothered me. Rachel's problematic, man. Yeah,
1: it bothered me, but it never, but it it didn't jump out to me as much as other things did. it It always jumped out to me a lot because
0: if you think about if you switch the genders on that, oh, it would yeah, it's be horrifying. Horrifying. Which and again she did turned at, down. Somebody did at one point, right? She I don't know, but she totally turned down qualified, you know, female candidates. Yeah. Because she wanted to hire this completely unqualified, young, good-looking guy because she wanted to sleep with him. And this then so she actively sabotaged his relationship. And told
1: them that he was gay, told the office that he was yeah. gay so women wouldn't which go after him, which really is messed so up. messed up. Yeah. And, like, not something a boss should ever do. Right, and it's messed up on many, many levels, yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: So that was always something that that really bugged me um, and is definitely sexist on the other side of that spectrum.
1: Yeah, it, it's the expectation of, like, men in the workplace and, like, wanting somebody to be your little boy toy, basically. Oh, God, it's and so if it's gross. your boss, like, yeah. anytime... Like, and she, she Weinsteined him, that's Yeah, not okay. and he was much younger than her. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's creepy. It's I mean, 100% creepy. I mean, age differences
0: don't bother me. It's, no, it's but the there is... power n- dynamic that's of... of it's,
1: it's, for me, there's age and power, especially when it's a workplace environment, that age is a... Factor. I mean, I dynamic. think so,
0: but to me, I'm just like, if they were the same age and that's your boss, it do, like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's then, still no, it's still fucked. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, how about whenever Ross pretended to be a masseuse so yep. that he could massage a hot client? Yeah. So he, this is when Phoebe was doing massages out of Ross's apartment, and yep. so her clients would show up at his house. Yep. And he was getting fed up with it. He was mad about it. Yeah. But then the second he opened. The door, it's and it hot was a hot lady. girl. He basically was just like, "I'm gonna pretend to be a masseuse so that I can which touch your body."
1: Disgusting. Yeah, which is, I actually had that underneath my borderline abuse. problematic no, that's problematic. That, as that's fuck. a huge <laughs> violation. Like, it's a massive violation of
0: trust, and it's it's. Basically, sexual assault. Like, it you can't is you, you can't have a touch naked somebody's naked woman. Body. Right. I mean, and in the end, the joke ended up being that it was actually for, for her, her like dad. grandpa. Or dad but again, or that was also so gross because he is so homophobic. Or that he won't paranoid, touch them. That he wouldn't touch her father.
1: And with using his like Tonka trucks and
0: like yeah wooden spoons yeah
1: to massage him. So yeah, that was fucked uh, up. Um. Women are constantly being objectified. Mostly, I feel, by Chandler and Joey in the first few seasons, especially. Joey uh, throughout, I I'm, feel like. Yeah, Joey throughout from for start sure. to finish. Um, a few that just like came to my mind when I was writing down my notes was like where they talk about wide back. Remember where they were referring to Ross's date as wide back and oh, he's I like don't remember not that. wide back or like Joey's dancer roommate, how he they oh, were yeah. like really excited to spend Thanksgiving with like the oh, drunk yeah. Dancers You know Roommate wanted Non-smoker Non-ugly Yeah to me That
0: one is really bad Like Joey has a few instances Where you're just like Again, I feel like a common theme throughout this is just going to be, like, sexist double standards. Like, the way in which he freaked the fuck out on Chandler when Chandler kissed one of his sisters... Yeah. ...and couldn't remember which one, and yet this is a man who will abandon women that he's just had sex with and He leave threw them? someone's wooden leg in the fire! <laughs> well, I mean, I think that was an accident, wasn't it? He didn't do that on purpose. Well, no, but then he left her. Right, but exactly, that's it. It's like, he... He got so mad at Chandler for kissing one of his sisters because he can see his sisters as people. Yeah. But he will sleep with a girl, then leave and make his roommates make them breakfast and break up with them for him. Yeah. Which is...
1: Disgusting, yeah, like it's super, super gross, Joey. And it's like something I feel that with that kind of sexism was something that I very much normalized oh, for in sure. my male friendship. Joey was my favorite. Like I, I thought Joey was the cutest. And oh, I totally I had such just a crush thought, Chandler.
0: I totally just thought that that's the way that guys were. Like, well, that's and, how they interacted, and
1: I treated like how Joey is. Most of the time, with like Phoebe and Rachel, I would kind of be the Phoebe and Rachel at times for my friends, with like if they needed like a wing woman, kind yeah, of, of you know what I mean? Like, it made like, you a cool girl. It made me feel like I was a part right. of it. Like, I didn't feel so on the outside. Right. And, and if they made
0: sexist jokes to you, as Joey does specifically a lot in this show, yeah. he makes sexist jokes to his friends. Yeah. And they know that they're jokes, they know that they're friends, but it's still not okay. The way he right. objectifies his female friends. Is yeah. really uncomfortable too, right? You know, so I, 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 again, I love Joey. I think that he is a fun part of the show, but I agree. His his sexism became kind of like, I feel like it's worrisome whenever we start normalizing sexism in that way, where we yeah. make it cute and yeah. kind of like endearing yeah. when it's really harmful and problematic,
1: right? Yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing for me is that. There are for me. There's so many good things about Joey. Like I really, you remember when he wore like the underwear, the women's underwear. Oh yeah, Yeah, and he was like, uh, I mean, even then though, after a while, he was like, I feel like I need to like do something really manly right now. And Phoebe's like, I feel like you should, because he was like really enjoying it. He's like, This is great, comfortable. Yeah, and
0: he's the one who's trying to like instigate more naps and things like that. Yeah, and he's he's the one open, and he's
1: the one that's like saying like I'm comfortable in my manliness. He's always kind of saying that like I'm a man, but then again, he also says. I'm a man because look at the women I've slept with. Look yes, at the list of women yeah, I've slept with. Yeah, and qualifying or, like, Oh, I had sex in high school and yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. yeah, and if you didn't, that you were lame. He's definitely a bro in that He's way. He's totally yeah. a bro. Yeah. Totally a bro. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about racism in this show. Did you know there's only two people of color in the entire series? Well, there's technically three because you got,
0: you've got Gabrielle Union had, like, one episode. Which episode was she in? She was in an episode where she was the hot girl who was moving in and Joey and Ross fight over her. Oh, yes. Right. Okay, there's three. But, did you notice, and this is a fun fact, so you might hate Ross, but we can love David Schwimmer because... Oh, I love David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer is the reason why you even got those three. Did you notice how all three... So you have Julie, his his girlfriend, Mm -hmm. in like season two. Two. And then you have Aisha, Tyler, Charlie uh, in one of the last seasons. Nine and ten. And then um, you had... Gabrielle Union in an episode in the middle, and they all have relationships with Ross, and that's because David Schwimmer pushed for diversity on the show. Like, he was the one who was just like... I love him.
1: I know, he's great. I love he's him. fantastic. Like, like, I can't even fully hate... Like, I hate Ross. I hate him. But David Schwimmer's a Ross. great... But character. I love David Schwimmer, Imagine he's so talented. Imagine
0: how much less likable Ross would have been with a different actor. Oh, like my David God. David Schwimmer made him made him more likable. Oh,
1: yeah. But, Dave, he's so But, talented. yeah, because
0: I think it's... First of all, when Julie gets in and she's got jealous Rachel there, yeah. Rachel is, like, talking, to, nice to meet you. Where are you from? Welcome and to like, our country. And Julie's like, I'm from New York. Like, yeah. I'm from here. Yeah. You know, just because I'm Asian doesn't mean that I'm, like, I just, I, I'm from China yeah. or whatever. Um, But it's... Ludicrous. I mean, um, I know it's a sitcom, and they live in giant apartments in New York City, and there's a lot of yeah. things that are unbelievable about it. Yeah. But one of the most unbelievable things, and I feel this with, like, Seinfeld and all of these other shows at the time, is that you live in one of the most diverse cities on the planet, or you're supposed to be, right? You're in New York City. Yeah. It's one of the most diverse cities on the planet, and you have zero friends of color. Like, yeah. Like, just none. <laughs> Well, they only hung out with each other. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they only hung out with each other, but they dated a lot of people. Like there were tons of That's side true. people. Like, That's and true. they never dated a black guy. There no. was one time when there was two times when they had like a Latin lover type, but those were both. Was
1: Wayne Brady on the show, or am I just thinking How I Met Your Mother? That's How I Met Your Mother. I think okay. I don't think he. No, was on I the know show. that Wayne Brady is on How I Met Your Mother, but I feel like he was not. But I'm probably. I don't I'm think so. Wrong. I don't think so, and he's also
0: doing. Who's line with Aisha Tyler. So it gets very confusing oh, now. God, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, to me that was... It is... And nowadays it's so weird to think about because you watch sitcoms now and they're far more diversified. I feel like after How I Met Your Mother was
1: kind of like the break... Yeah. Of I mean, there's still a lot. Like, I just started watching the Goldbergs and, you know, haven't yeah. seen any people of color yet. Actually, no, There's I've seen one, one Asian guy on that show. There's the the black man. I'm on, like, episode three. Right. The, the black the man first, in the, the in the furniture store. The first
0: few... There's definitely more. Like, The Principal's Black on that. Yeah. But I feel like this situation, like, this kind of sitcom where yeah. it's friends... Like, yeah. think about New Girl or think about any yeah. of these shows now. They're, they're trying to diversify a yeah, bit. Yeah, because
1: no no one's friend group is like that especially like not in a diverse city yeah and luckily people are becoming more and more intolerant of shows like that like it's like we don't want to just see the same group of white friends over and over again like Friends and How I Met Your Mother
0: right yeah yeah I feel like How I Met Your Mother was kind of like the last one that was like allowed to do that where they were like here's a group of all white people who hang out with each other all the time and never bring in anybody who's not unless it's a token
1: yeah you know so it's I mean, you guys, I I put the promo for this show in the last episode, but listen to your Fave is Problematics episode about How I Met Your Mother, because it goes there and it makes me so happy. Yeah, I, all I, I don't watch about. How I Met Your Mother anymore because Barney grosses me oh, out so much. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, I can't like, watch it anymore either. Uh, the other thing that is incredibly racist, but very much cultural appropriation, also is Monica's cornrows. Ooh, ooh, yes, yeah. That and Chandler calls them disgusting
0: at yes. one point. So all of and it is. Everybody is
1: making fun of her for it, and like, I mean, and
0: as someone who has you know kind of railed against culturally appropriating black hairstyles. I'm not going to sit here and, like, rah-rah for for her having that hairstyle in the first place, but in the context of the show, it was like, she has really curly hair, and it was out of control, and she was excited to have it, like, tamed in braids, and she was traveling somewhere where she probably had it done. Again, to me, it felt more like a cultural appreciation situation, but... It's the way that they reacted to it. Their reactions to it were supes racist yeah like really they're like I can see your scalp yeah yeah and just like that's so gross yeah they basically reacted to it like it was disgusting and made tons of jokes about it and like
1: would it touch her hair and right, like, like, she like Chandler was like, didn't want to kiss her yeah she was like trying to be sexy with her hair and he's like Ugh. Yeah. yeah it's weird it felt it's such very a, icky it's such a violent reaction to like yeah hair. over it's so that weird I could see
0: being taken aback for a second because you're not used to seeing her like that but then like but get, over then it. get over it like you know
1: I don't know yeah, yeah that and, and really rubbed me wrong also just if somebody is genuinely excited about their hair fake like, it F- fake it yeah. yeah just it's their hair you know what I mean like you know when Monica gets home to New York she she should probably take the braids oh, out yeah. let me tell you, you when know? I was on
0: the cruise so many because we were in Mexico so many people got their hair braided and you know what I was like that's fine it's fine we're in Mexico you got your hair braided by a Mexican woman in Cabo that's okay but I will tell you, as soon as we got back to Long Beach and I saw all these little blonde kids running around with corners, yep. I was like, oh, no, like, this yeah. feels wrong now. Like, you guys should. Oh, I did it when I was younger, but yeah. now I would never do it. Yeah. I was like, you guys should probably take your hair down now. This was yeah. this, that
1: was boat life.
0: This We're done with yeah, that. This like, isn't
1: cute anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, that that was another, another not so good thing. Uh, let's talk about some fat shaming, mostly surrounding Monica yeah. or what they say that monica yeah the thing for me with that whole storyline that bothered me was that nobody loved and felt monica was worthy Nobody until she, not even her, not even parents, her parents. Yeah, nobody. Until she lost weight, right. her future husband was like, "Don't leave me here with your fat sister, to yeah. loss. and yeah. that's apparently why she lost all this weight. It's total. It's insatiable. It was a revenge, it was a revenge it's, body. It's insatiable. Yeah, which it's like, I think is so gross. And then she, and then she, like you know, is trying to seduce him and wants to like embarrass him, and it's this whole thing. And then she, it ends up sticking, and like. It's done in such an unrealistic and horrible, demeaning way that that, for me, is something that's really hard it's, for it's me It's triggering. Watch. I think the first
0: time you see, quote-unquote, fat Monica in that home video, Joey says, oh, who ate Monica? Yeah. You know, or something like that, which is really just—and also just not how you treat your friend. No. Because— I would be so sensitive about that. There's yeah. no way that I would be laughing, or I wouldn't be liking those jokes to and be And that's made how you me. can tell
1: that... I almost called her Demi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you can tell that... What is her name? Uh, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, my right. God. Yeah. That's how you can tell that she's never been overweight. Yeah, yeah. And people say to, you know, with the way that... Remember uh, the one that could have been or whatever at the end, she's, like, dancing in the suit? Mm-hmm. Like, they're saying that that is not how, like somebody who has been put down for their weight constantly wouldn't be, like... Typically wouldn't be celebrating it that much or feel so comfortable. I don't know. like Right. I've never been in that situation, so I can't say.
0: They portrayed Monica, for the most part, in those flashbacks when she was overweight. They portrayed her very often as being confident, like, going out with Rachel to frat parties and and being pretty confident. And, like, you know, I've had the same amount of beer as you and I can't feel a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. So many fat jokes. And also, while... I know that that's kind of, like, a thing on that show where she's, like, dancing in the fat suit and it's, yeah. like, funny, but it's also just, like... It's such a, a spectacle. It looks like a spectacle. It's like, like it laugh like,
1: at the freak, you Yeah, know?
0: exactly. Like, that's yeah. what it feels like, and it wouldn't make
1: me feel good, no. you know? And then you look at the way that Monica is in the present as being this, you know, very thin... Very
0: thin. Very
1: thin woman... Yeah. And and she's a chef, and you're like she
0: never struggles with her body weight throughout the entire series. Like that yeah. was never written in that she ever had a
1: a relapse or any kind. Right. of... Right. Well, it's because at that time, especially people, you know, I mean, and we're still having issue with it. Obviously, the discussion of mental health along with your diet and your weight. You know what I yeah, mean? Like because it would be hard to keep that it's weight hard. off, and
0: especially if you were around food all day, every day. There and you is had a, a mental aspect. I mean, of and. It. And if you already were, like, maybe genetically predisposed to put weight on... Yeah. You know, some people have a higher metabolism than others, and yeah. she was... You're telling me... Because, I mean, they make jokes about her being fat as a little girl. Yeah. Like, oh, you broke
1: our our dog's back because yeah. you, you were the 200-pound five-year-old. Hurricane, whatever, didn't break the porch swing. Monica, Monica did. did. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, that... That part's rough. That part makes me really... Uh, uncomfortable and very sad. I want to hug young Monica. And they all do it. Like, they all make fun of her for yeah, it. Yeah. You know? It's rough. Like, her mom is just horrible to She is to so her. toxic and mean. Horrible I to feel her. bad for Monica's character even her, so much. Even her dad, who will act so loving to her at times, will, like, say something out of the blue that's so wrong. Well, and they all very
0: noticeably... Favor Ross. Yeah. Like, without even trying to really hide it, that no. he's like their favorite, which is also really damaging, yeah. like, to a child.
1: You wonder why she maybe had food issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or damn. any other,
0: or why she's like super OCD or whatever. Yeah. That is. And also, that's another thing that's where they kind of thing. treat her OCD as a
1: joke. Yeah. On that show, which I'm like, I don't,
0: I don't know. Yeah. Like her. She,
1: she should talk to somebody. It's, well, maybe she kind of went from, like her obsession with food to her obsession with everything needing and to be just so yeah but if that's you're giving something that's very common but you're yeah,
0: trading one thing for the other yeah and if you're giving your husband so much anxiety about needing to put every last thing back in its spot exactly yeah. where it goes within an inch yeah. by the time you get back home from work yeah that's a problem yeah like you know but
1: she I mean luckily she does she's like I don't Expect you to care about. She that totally kind of responded stuff. in a
0: in a loving way, but his but she, anxiety was real. Yeah, like, but
1: she also shouldn't feel that way. You shouldn't feel like right. you need to put everything exactly in. Its well, place. she does have her her secret closet. That's full true. of things, That's but yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. All right, so. I mo- everything that I have in my borderline abusive slash problematic as fuck section has to do with Ross. So can I do my Ross list? Yes, yes. Thanks. Have at it. Feel free. But then I have something. I have a a, a positive list after about a different characters. Okay, cool. Just to kind of like level it out a little. Give you some balance. I understand. Yeah. So I found a blog on Tumblr called What Gives Ross the Right Okay. Uh, I got some information off of there. Also, got some information from my own my own brain and some information from the good old articles and things like that. So, Ross Geller broke into a girl's apartment for a shirt. He did that. He did that. In the one that could have been, Ross literally uses the phrase "not all men" with Rachel when when she talks about her cheating husband. He li- like he says, "Not all men," Ugh. and she makes this face like, "Ugh." Uh. When he refused to annul his marriage with Rachel and kept it from her that they're still married. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, you can't do that. Asserting his dominance over Rachel at her job. Okay, so, pause. Let's talk about...
0: That it's a huge storyline. it's it's an arc that runs through the entire um, we were on a break. It's a thing that runs through the entire show, right. So which let's talk kind about of it started.
1: it kind of starts. So Rachel got this job that she loves. when Ross and Rachel started, she was a waitress. He was very successful. I think he liked the way that that power dynamic was, of course, so- because she was the popular girl who didn't treat him so well in high school. Yeah, and she needed him and he could feel like this big man or whatever. So, she gets this new job. She has an attractive man help her get this job, which is intimidating to him because, remember, Joey even says, like, he's like, Joey, are you friends with women, uh... What did he say? Just to be nice. Just to be nice? No, no only, only for, for sex, sex, which is shitty on Joey's part. Yeah. So, but Ross believes it too. And so he's saying, like, I don't trust this Mark guy. And then Rachel is explaining that she likes having a part of her life that was just hers. And he could not understand or accept that. Um, So he starts asserting his dominance at her job. He's, like, losing his mind. And Rachel's like, I can't do this anymore. Let's just take a break. And he gaslights her hard. He makes her feel like she's crazy. Yes. For reacting the way that she is by
0: being upset that you've come in, you've wrecked my... And as someone who, like, works in an office and sometimes kind of high-pressure situations, like... If you need to get something done or you're up against a deadline or you're placing an order and you can't get it wrong or whatever, and having someone come in and disrupt your entire evening yeah, is... It's so unfair. Unfair and
1: infuriating. And he's like, I can't have a relationship with your answering machine. It's like, no, you just don't like that she has some sort of power. And there are better ways
0: to go about if you feel like I need to spend more time with you or I'm not seeing you enough Maybe or... Maybe just communicate. Or this or that.
1: Maybe have a conversation. Yeah. yeah like... And not in the way that Ross has conversations. No, because, because he his conversations really are awful, reactionary. Yeah. yeah. So then there's there's the whole you know we were on a break thing, and then eventually you know they get back together, and again it's this. Recurring All right. So thing how do you feel time. about about the we were on a break argument here? My for most of my childhood, I felt really bad for Ross really? in a way because well I shouldn't say for most of my childhood when I was very young because just because I wanted them together. Okay. That was the only reason. But so did I. But I very much understood Rachel's frustration. I don't have a side, necessarily, because I just feel like the whole situation, people got hurt, and that sucks. And he should not have kept it from her. He should have been very upfront with what he did when Rachel said that she wants to make up and make things right. He shouldn't have hid it from her. And... I think that she was right to be hurt and reactionary, and he was wrong to react so horribly to her being upset. Does that make sense? Yes, I agree. I also think
0: I would have done the same thing that Rachel did. Of course, even if. And honestly, even if he had told me right away. I would have really had to have thought long and hard about okay. whether or not I wanted to continue that relationship. Yes. Because if, if you were in the wrong in this fight, I truly believe that, like, Ross was in the wrong oh, yeah. in that fight, and then you are the one who wanted to be the victim and run out and go sleep with someone else right away when we Where were... Where
1: she spent the night heartbroken and upset and, and seriously thinking you. about her life. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and to me, it says something really bad about your relationship if you can just go and like have sex with someone else right right that night but you know know? what
1: there are times where people do make that mistake and it doesn't mean that he doesn't love her so you know there is a, and i'm not defending ross geller at all i'm the last yeah i'm just to saying i was him. team rachel in that in that oh no fight. i'm 100 <laughs> team rachel but i just with the whole thing i think that if we're talking about other people maybe there would be a little bit more of a gray area but because it's ross and he was so wrong in that fight and then just to go off and do something so stupid is horrible and i would have a horrible time trying to trust him again I can't believe that oh absolutely oh and then when she writes the thing about I need you to take full responsibility he's like fuck you basically yeah 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 like what the
0: fuck And, and, and his friends are trying to be like um, you need to weigh whether or not this is worth having Rachel back and he can't lose the argument. He can't. So he starts another fight. Yeah, <laughs> You know? Yep. He could have had Rachel back so much sooner. Yeah. Although, sorry, before we continue on with everything that's fucked up about Ross, yeah. can we talk about when they got back together and Rachel's jealous ass
1: made that girl shave her head? And the fact that someone having a shaved head is seen as being unattractive and so to so point where, where Ross has to break up with her? Yeah, the, I,
0: and she was like proud of her shaved head. She yes. was happy about it. She let, loved herself.
1: Let the girl do. Yeah, her but own also damn thing. Rachel,
0: that's some mean girl shit. That's not okay. Very not like, okay. Just deliberately trying to sabotage a guy's girlfriend that you want to be with.
1: Yeah. And we're fighting over Ross here, Rachel. He's not worth it. I mean. Not worth it. So let's talk about when Ross yelled at Rachel when she wasn't ready for his work event. That part is so hard for me to watch. When he is like, get your butt in there and get dressed and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, ugh. His reaction, I agree, is really bad in that episode.
0: Although I will say I feel for Ross because no one was ready. And if it was something that was, like, important to you... And, cause if it's his, his language. It's his no, 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 language absolutely. that he uses. His, is his so language mm. is bad, but also something about Rachel that's shitty is her selfishness. Like, she's oh, yeah. so selfish. And to me, it would hurt me if my partner, if it was something that meant something to me. Yeah. And my partner couldn't even get their shit together enough to, like, be ready for me. Yeah. But also, I agree. He, his language throughout the series, he has almost, like, an anger issue.
1: Uh, well, he does at one point. He has to yeah. go to court-ordered... Yeah. Uh, anger management. Yeah. So, let's fast forward a little bit to when he dates one of his college students. Ooh, gross. And then, when said college-age student says that she wants to go on spring break... Gets hella jealous. He freaks out. Yeah. And then he's gonna let her go and sees that it's all dudes. Then he flies and there. And then he joins her... Yeah. ...to keep tabs on her. Gross. Disgusting. And then, he gets Rachel pregnant... And the, his first reaction is, well, we're going to get married. Doesn't ask her. Doesn't maybe consider that there are other options. Says, we're going to get married. He makes the decision well, for that's her. That's Ross's M.O. there. And then gets mad when the baby is born. Rachel misunderstands and thinks Joey is proposing to her. Ross gets mad at Joey for unknowingly proposing to Rachel. Or And also, when Joey... Falls in love with Rachel. He has this reaction that right. is like, "Yes, you can be hurt and upset, but you don't have ownership over you, exactly. Rachel." Yeah, that's yeah, not she doesn't
0: belong to you. And yeah. I think at one point Joey even says like, "What?" Well, or Chandler says like, "Wasn't that like six years ago?" Yes, yeah.
1: It's like it's like you're in some sort of weird time jump or whatever. Um, he cheated on both Julie and Bonnie with Rachel. Yeah. He brags about the number of times he's had sex with Rachel to a total stranger when they're buying that couch. Right. He tells his parents that, uh, oh, when he wouldn't tell his parents that he smoked the pot and not Chandler, even though it was, like, ruining his sister's relationship. Right. Like, with her future husband. He can't stop being the golden son. I know. It's so fucked up. And then, when he made Rachel choose between him and her dream job... Which is manipulative. Well, not only
0: did he make her choose, he actively tried to sabotage it. Yeah. On, like, more than one occasion. He
1: tried to, like, get the job taken away and then brought back and then... Right. Like, he had no... Thought about. I mean, here's the it problem. Being inconsiderate. Well, uh, here's the problem with Ross.
0: He doesn't know how to have like actual fucking conversations. Like, no. If this is how you're feeling, like
1: you would have gotten Rachel back so much sooner if you could just communicate in yeah. any kind of real adult it's like way. Most sitcom things, though, is that like most sitcoms, like that's the basis to all the problems in the shows is that they don't yeah, know how yeah. to communicate. Yeah, but that's exactly it because no normal person would
0: basically go and try and bargain. For someone to lose their job. Yeah. You know, especially not someone you loved and cared about. Uh, right. You know, and if you really love her that much, you'll make it work.
1: Yeah. No matter the distance or whatever. Exactly. Maybe you should get a job in Paris then. Or maybe you should just have, like you said, have trust in the relationship and if it's meant to be, mm-hmm. make it work because you know in the long run, you know, we were talking about this the other day in Boy Meets World when to is like, you do you and I'll do me and if we end up together, it's beautiful. Right. You know, you have to have trust that things are going to work out instead of constantly feeling like you have to manipulate everything. And even when they get together, he's like, unless we're on a break. It's like, no, yeah. he's going to carry that stuff with him forever because that's what he does. He's like a squirrel yeah, and keeping his, it all on his And cheeks. his attachment
0: to Rachel is unhealthy like it's this,
1: because he was... He, like, idolizes he her. He was obsessed with
0: her throughout high school, and I feel like it's almost like... She's his prize, right? Yeah. Like if if he can be with Rachel, I mean, and in that he episode, that life. in that episode where Brad Pitt is guest starring and he hates her, which is kind yeah. of funny because they were married at the time or whatever. Yeah. But he's just like, you dated Rachel Green and knocked her up, and you're not going
1: to marry her? Nice, yeah. like it was kind of ooh. like
0: one of those yeah, she was, revenge things, yeah,
1: too. and like pride. One thing that I forgot to mention that is a big. Ooh, to me, is basically when we see that Ross has no understanding of consent. yeah, Because they're at a college party, Ew, and he talks about what he thinks is his first kiss with Rachel. She's passed out on the bed with a bunch of coats on top of her, and he goes to give her a kiss on the cheek, and, and she moves, she her, moves face. her face, yeah. and they kiss. And Monica's like, that wasn't Rachel, that was me. Which is also soups gross. There were There's like, a few incestual yes. things, and there were like,
0: like, whenever there's the tape of Rachel and Ross having sex, and Monica's like, I want to watch it.
1: And I'm like, why would you want to watch <laughs> your brother having sex? Why? Uh, I would never. Yeah. No, there's a few things that's really weird. Uh, also about, like, how he, like, let her know about, like, when he lost his virginity. Which, I mean, I guess there's some things that you can share with your sister, and it's fine. But there's, like, their relationship at times is just really, yeah. really bizarre. But, yes, you can't go around hate... kissing people that
0: you, like, at parties, who are passed out at parties. And
1: if you did... If that actually happened, if that was Rachel and you went to kiss her on the forehead, you should not do that, first of all. Like, it's just... You're asking yourself to get into some trouble there. Right. And then you were to kiss. If I was in that situation... I would then talk to that person and say, Hey, I went to check in on you last night. This thing happened. I want to just make sure that you know and make sure that you're okay with it. Right. Because you also can't qualify that as your first kiss if she never knew it happened. Exactly. Like, that's not how that works. That's not like a cute, oh, my first kiss was with Rachel. It's disgusting. Can I talk about why I love Phoebe? Yes. Okay. I love Phoebe too. She's so positive and carefree. Phoebe is like the way her self confidence is like what I aspire in myself. I always think about when I think about that. I always think about
0: the episode where she's running and yes. she like runs like a little weirdo, but she's like, she's like, but this is how you. This is how I ran when I was a kid, and, and it's, it's fun. It's the fun way to run. It's like
1: being carefree, throwing your arms and legs. And she around. wears what she wants, and yeah. she does the art that she wants, and she sings the songs that she wants, and she's. Like sexually confident, sexually confident yeah. and also at times kind of woke, like the sometimes men love women, sometimes men love men and then there are bisexuals and some just say they're kidding themselves and <laughs> kind of like, Ugh. yeah, um, but like she does have some kind of like woke ishness about those certain things and typically sees people as people well, and not as and labels. she's really not to diminish
0: Chandler's childhood, because it's brought up all the time that he's from a broken home and how difficult that Uh, was for him. I'm sorry. Phoebe's childhood? Phoebe's Phoebe's the only one who had any real, like, any real struggle. Well, (laughs) and then also,
1: like... She's the only one that is completely unattached to the group, really. And Joey a little bit, too. But she, you know, they, they weren't friends in high school. They didn't know each other from. Well, you know, they originally, roommates. they were supposed to be side characters. Yeah, I know. Phoebe and Joey were supposed to be side well, and, characters. And Chandler. It was supposed to be mostly about Monica, Rachel, and Ross.
0: Yeah, I read that it was just Phoebe and Joey were, like, in and out.
1: Right. Well, and then and Chandler then... was supposed to be, like, around more of a just comedic yeah. You know, relief. Yeah. So, yeah, she is a an example of somebody who has gone through depression, estranged families, suicide, and homelessness. teen homelessness. Yeah. And has really, like, and they kind of, you know, pick on her a little bit for it, but I think that Phoebe is such a strong character to have come out of that, to have created a great life for herself, and to be so positive and Mm -hmm. well-adjusted when all of that stuff happened in your formative years, finding out even that your, you know, grandfather wasn't Albert Einstein and that your dad wasn't the guy in the picture. And, you know, like, she was lied to She displays
0: a lot of real, true uh, friendship and selflessness. Yeah. Like, she has a few hiccups, of course, because she's a a human and a fully fleshed-out character. Like, whenever she—and granted, this is problematic and gross— a little bit whenever her brother Frank Jr. gets engaged to his teacher. Oh yeah, his high school teacher, yeah. which is like, ooh, mm. because it's it's highly like it's um, high school, and it's it's really like uh, hinted at that they had something going on while he was in school. Oh yeah, which is that's really what I always assumed. gross. Yeah, really gross. And so Phoebe's reaction to it is Mac teacher. Yeah, and so Phoebe's reaction to it is justifiably. Squicked out, right? Yeah. Like she's weirded out by it. Yeah. But as their relationship develops and and moves forward, like she manages to adjust. She sets her own feelings aside for her brother's happiness, yeah. going so far as to carry his baby. Right? And to be so selfless. Selfless
1: about it. She's selfless about everything. Like right. they even mention it where it's like, you know, she has plans with Joey and Joey skips out on her for a girl. And she's like, friends don't do that. This is important. Right. You know, she has her priorities in check. And the thing that I just really, really love about Phoebe is that she puts Ross in his place. Yes. Most of the time, if someone's going to put all, Ross, She puts them on. She their does. Place. And I just... The, the instances that I remember the most is like when... Remember the episode where like Ross can't fathom that somebody wouldn't believe in evolution? Yes. And, oh, I watched that like last night. Yeah. And, uh... He's like, well, then how do you explain opposable thumbs? And she's like, maybe the overlords needed them to steer their spaceship. And, and he's just like, what the, What the fuck? And also, Ross just, like, couldn't let Phoebe be happy and thinking that that cat was her dead mother. Yeah. Like, you know what? Okay, yes. She should give that cat back to that little girl. But I feel like you could reason with her. And, like, they, they do kind of treat Phoebe with little kid gloves a lot. But, I mean, you could have even used that to your Wait, advantage. But, but I feel like you have to. I feel
0: like... Not treating her with kid gloves is the appropriate response, but treating her with a lot of sensitivity is. Yes. And that's how you know that Ross, Ross's character hasn't really had that kind of hardship. No. Because he, she's like, look, man, I lost my mom when I was 16. She killed herself. Like, I, maybe she does weird stuff to deal with that.
1: Yeah. And you need to know that. This is the quote. She goes, Ross, how many parents have you lost? He says, none. And she goes, okay, then you don't know what it feels like when one of them comes back, do you? I believe this is my mother. Even if I'm wrong, who cares? Just be a friend, okay? Be supportive. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really good way to kind of define Phoebe's character as a whole, where no matter what's going on, she's going to be positive, she's going to be supportive, she's just going to be a friend. Right. You know, and that's why I love Phoebe so much, and I wish I was Phoebe.
0: Right. I mean, and she'll go to the ends. Like, I love it at the end too. No matter right or wrong what what Ross does, she's the one who's just like, get in my cab and I'll I'll drive you all over town to like find Rachel. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. She's just, she is truly the best. Also, she speaks French and apparently speaks Italian.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like, she's so smart. Like, I I just love that she also just embraces her weirdness. Yes. And and if anyone, no one can shame her for her weirdness. Yeah. She dates all the time and if anybody's weirded out by her weirdness she's like goodbye yeah
1: she doesn't need that negativity in her life I love the part where she like runs to the coffee house with her like dress being undone in the back and she's like Ross zip me up and he's like oh okay and like I just love it because it's such a real moment of somebody who's like getting ready and like doesn't she lives alone she doesn't have anyone to zip her dress up you know and like she's just doing her thing and also I like that she you know she's like I didn't go to high school like I don't know these books or these references that you guys are talking about yet she's still so smart and so self-assured. She doesn't put herself down because she didn't have the same experience as everybody else. And she's constantly
0: working to better herself. Like She takes
1: those classes and she gets upset because Rachel's not taking the classes seriously. And she wants to donate to a charity that's completely selfless. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like, PBS! (laughs) Like (laughs) I hate PBS! You know? And um, she just, she's such a a beacon of light for me in that show and I just, I love Phoebe and her arcs and her stories and she's great. Yeah, Yeah, I
0: agree. And so, I mean, I guess in in summation, we are big Friends fans. Clearly, I have a friend, because
1: we can quote all I know, the shit. I know
0: we can talk about every episode. I have a Friends magnet on my fridge. Yeah, like, I adore this show. I watch it almost every night to fall asleep. Yep, um, and that's okay. And it's okay to realize that a lot of the behavior on this show was. Problematic and something that you should really take with a grain of salt whenever you're
1: watching it. Well, and make your own decisions as to what is right for you. If for you the things that are discussed are too problematic and something that you don't want to deal with Turn it off. Turn it off. Yeah. And that's that's okay too. You don't have to be a a Friends fan because everybody else is a Friends yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. You know? and, and I know future generations, we talked about Generation Z, are definitely viewing
0: it under a different... In a new uh, in, in a new way, in a new light. And I think that that's the appropriate way to respond to it. I think the way that we responded to it where we were just like,
1: yeah, guys are gonna objectify you and we should just laugh it off and that's funny. Yeah. And- there are people, there's articles that I read where it's like, here's why Friends isn't homophobic and it's actually very progressive and, and blah, I don't blah, blah, think blah, that And that's, I don't think that that's, that's the not- appropriate response. Exactly. Because it's just like, yes,
0: you can sit here and say they were obviously trying. Like, I do think that they were trying in some ways to be progressive for yeah. the time. You have to look at it through that lens. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. But no matter what time it was in, if it made people feel bad about who they were, which I'm sure it did, then it wasn't all right, no matter when it was created. So... Mm-hmm. That's just something to remember whenever you're watching mm-hmm. that show.
1: Yeah, there was a like behind the scenes thing that I watched once where I think it was Julie's character where she'd received like a lot of fan mail from like Asian Americans applauding her for her role and representation and Yeah. That just goes to show you You know, it doesn't matter what time period you're in, like, representation is so important. And I think that's something that we do need to realize when we're watching the TV shows that we watch and the movies that we watch is to recognize when there is representation and applaud it so that more of that can be made. Yeah, I really feel like we are
0: moving so much closer towards that every day. You know, when we talk about... We have setbacks. (laughs) I know, we we always have setbacks, but you know what? Crazy Rich Asians is still breaking back. Marriers. Love
1: that movie. I finally saw it this weekend and it's so Yeah,
0: grounded. and I so I feel like having David Schwimmers, who even on a show like Friends, he was, you know, maybe it was only three people, but he managed to get those three people on there because yep. he saw the importance of diversity. You know exactly. what I mean? And that's kind of the beginning of of us really realizing how important it is yeah. to have to have diversity on these shows. Exactly.
1: So, so Thank you to friends for giving me endless hours of entertainment. Absolutely. Thank you, friends, for giving me the opportunity to think about maybe where you've gone wrong. Yeah. And for helping me learn and adjust my views on these things. Keegan, should we tell the people where they can find us? Absolutely. So if you want to
0: write in, let us know what problematic TV show is your favorite, yeah. because there are a lot of them, and I would love to do another episode like this. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So um, if you would like to do that or send us a Sister Solidarity story or any kind of story, a coming out story, motherhood story, etc., yeah. you can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. You can follow us and DM us on Instagram at angry neighborhood feminist. You can get us on Twitter at podcast Y-A-N-F, podcast Y-A-N-F podcast. Excellent. <laughs> and we're, we're also on Facebook.
1: We have a business page and a group. So yeah. hit us up. Hit us up, chat hit with e- us. I was gonna say, like, hit each other up too. Like, join yes. that Facebook group and start talking with each other. Rate and review, guys, if You like what we're doing? Please rate and review us. It would yeah. be great. So yeah. awesome! I hope that you guys really enjoyed this episode. And I guess, just with that being said, we encourage you to, to rage, rage on. on. Bye. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Bundwein